When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is the 5Fan. We're your host, Pete Hoffman. You can follow me TikTok at HoffWFAN. Twitter at the Hoff WFAN, at the Fight Fan WFAN. Everywhere else, the Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. That's Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, WFAN.com, and the Odyssey app. I am not going to be on air this weekend, uh, but I will be on air the following weekend. So next Sunday, uh, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., you will find me on air talking everything. Maybe a little UFC, too. Whatever. We talk a lot of sports on WFAN, so... You name it, we talk it. Just call in, listen, whatever it is. Uh, but next Sunday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. I forgot the date on that. Is that the 16th? Not the 16th. That's definitely not the 16th. Maybe it's the 17th. Maybe it's the 18th. Maybe it's the 19th. One of those dates. Wherever that Sunday is, June. Uh, let's see. I think it's June 19th. That makes sense to me. That's what I'm going to go with. But I'll be on from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on WFAM. That being said, um, been a very busy week for myself, so I'm not going to dive into as much as I normally do. Some nuances, some breaking news and whatnot. Going to be, be pretty focused on just the UFC 275 card, which, to be fair, looking at it, um, early prelims, prelims in general, there are some good fights on there. It's just not the names don't really pop out as much. There's only like three or four names that you really – are, are are able to get excited about or dive into and, and really be able to break down as much, um, partly because of the location. They are in, was it Singapore? Is that where they're at? Usually what they do, like, you know, if you're new to the UFC or these promotions or whatever it is, they always try to focus on the locality of it. So the location, like for example, UFC, uh, July 16th, whatever the event is, is UFC on ABC. It's going to be in Long Island, UBS arena. That card is going to be stacked with a lot of local fighters. Now there's going to be some Long Island fighters, of course, but there's going to be Jersey. There's going to be upstate New York. A lot of local fighters in the tri-state area are going to be on that card. You could already see it already or, or tie people that have ties to the local area, the New York area. So when you go to Singapore, you're going to see a lot of names that are we are not as familiar with because they're just getting a lot of local talent. Doesn't mean that the fights aren't going to be good because, again, you have to remember this. The one thing I respect about the UFC compared to any other league out there is Maynard, Mick Maynard, and I'm blanking on the guy's name, Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby are fantastic at being matchmakers. Joe Silva was really good too, you know, and a lot of people had ups and downs about him. Some people love Joe Silva 
A lot of people didn't like him. Some some people thought he was very cold. He wasn't as personable. It seems like Mick Maynard, Sean Shelby, from what I see, I get the idea, the feel that they're very good at their job. Personally speaking, as far as like, you know, on a on a personal relationship thing that they're they're at least connect better with their fighters. But on top of it, you just watch the fights. The fights have been fantastic over the past couple years. When they've taken over, the the matchmaking has been fantastic. And that's a lot. Dana White has something to do with that. But Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby are the two that really get the should get the praise. Those are the that's their jobs. They they go out there and match make these uh, they put together these fights. So whether or not you and I may know these names, they still can put together a card that's very entertaining. And that's the goal. That is always the goal. Now, I'm not saying like again, I uh, Always preface that, you know, there's other promotions out there that do a very good job. They get some names in there, you know, where they try to pump up their fights. The PFL, again, has been doing a really good job. If you look at what they've done, the the quality of fighter they have is incredible. It really is. The fact that they have a league, the fact that they make them fight, you know, potentially three or four times a year. I think it's three times that they end up fighting. Four times possibly the playoffs are always I, I always forget how how many fights in a year. Regardless, they're in there. It's it's very impressive what they do with the quality fight that they bring in and the amount of money they're able to hand out. It's very nice. And again, you're talking about fighters that don't normally get these um these levels of money because you know UFC is the main promotion. They don't really pay out as well. So you want to be in the top promotion, you don't get paid out as much. You want to go to Bellator of the world, you might get paid a little bit more, but the quality of fights for the fans may not be as as great. And also, too, the other thing too is the, even the small pro- fighters on there as well. They might not get, be getting paid as much either. Just because they're in Bellator doesn't mean they, they're all getting souped up, you know, cars or whatnot. They're they're still, it's it's. There's a give and take here. So just remember that. Um, one thing I do want to get into that I totally blitzed on. So the other breaking news that came out yesterday. I'm a big BKFC guy. Uh, I'm starting to get into it. A lot of, we talk about fighters that are going to PFL, fighters that are going to Bellator. Well, Mike Perry, we know, is in BKFC now. They just scooped up a nice one fight deal. And Scott Coker is very smart. And this is what's good about Scott Coker and what's good about Dave Feldman from BKFC. You know, again, allowing people like Jimmy Rivera, who I had on last week, say he can do other things along with fighting BKFC, which is BKFC, which is really nice. Well, BKFC and Bellator got together and said, Mike Perry, MVP, Michael Venom Page, they're going to fight in a BKFC fight. That is awesome. That is a great cross-promotion. It's very cool. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what. I forgot the date, if they even have one. But that obviously they have a date. But that's going to be taking place in a BKFC-style fight. And that's awesome. So I like to see the little cross-promotion. I don't know if that's going to happen often with other promotions like the UFC. I don't see that happening. I just truly don't. I think that they're very hands-on with their fighters. You know, the ones that are threatened, the ones that, are the huge threat to get bigger paydays. I think Dana will take care of them so they don't let go. The fighters that are on the lower 
cusp of finances, you know, that are, are you know, trying to make it, that could get opportunities out of promotions, they'll just let them go, I think, if that's the case. So right now, UFC has that that hold on these fighters. So you don't won't be able to see um, the one-offs like you will with the MVP. Listen, belts are smart. They really are. They try to be. They're getting they they try to highlight certain fighters and they're trying to build their brand. And MVP, they've done nothing over the past few years, but try to highlight him as one of the best fighters of all time. That's debatable. You think he's great, but there's always something else that he leaves a little opening of debate there of he's a good fighter, but you question it. Is he really a good fighter? Why do I why do I feel like he's a little overrated? That's the that's the presence that comes off. That 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 is what the feel is, the vibe is whenever I watch MVP. He's whenever he knocks out his opponent, whenever he finishes his opponent, it feels that was cool, but I question that. And I don't know why. So this is actually a very interesting test test because you know, he can't sit there with a lot of uh MVP is based off the 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 leg kicks and whatnot. You know, he's got a lot of uh, karate style, style, stylistic approaches to him. Uh, he kind of stands like a, um, like a wonder boy or side approach. It's not the, fa- you know, not the, the orth, the orthodox style presentation of a fighter. So it's going to be interesting to see how he works himself in a, in a fight again, bare knuckle as well. It's going to be interesting. So that is just a nugget that I thought was notable. But anyway, let's get to these fights. You got three on this UFC 275 card that are, again, if you, I'll watch the early prelims and the prelims, and I'll be entertained. Those are free. Enjoy those. And if you go, well, the, the, those are not big names. There's nothing to watch, whatever. That's fine. But you cannot deny how good of a true the the three fights three main fights on this UFC 275 pretty pretty ballsy pretty awesome and I watched a hype video of of Joanna and Jacek not too long ago and I'm like wow this person she's really phenomenal but it's the rematch of Wally Zhang versus Joanna and Jacek both former champions Wally Zhang defended her title versus Joanna and Jacek in one of the sickest fights. Was it the fight of the year? I believe it definitely was up there. If it didn't win fight of the year, it was ridiculous. But that was an incredible fight between Wally Zhang and Yuan Yuan Jacek. And we'll go down in the record books as one of the best fights of all time. The two went to war. It was a battle. Yuan Yuan Jacek looked really good. You know, if you look at Yuan Yuan Jacek's career, how dominant she was uh, for quite some time. There was a couple opponents that gave her a couple hiccups. Her battles with um, uh, not Rose, not well, Rose Namunas clearly. Carla Esparza had her moment, but who did who did she? Uh, Claudia Godella. That's the girl I'm looking about. Thinking about Claudia Godella had her. They had those battles, and Godella actually had a couple rounds here and there that looked promising. I felt like she if she went a couple different tactical differences that tactical approaches she maybe was was able to steal a fight from her uh but Joanna was has just been so dominant for so long and then she runs into Rose Namajunas and she at MSG gives the speech of boogie woman 
And it was, I mean, you talk about chills with those two, those two steps in the cage together. And when Nama Yunus landed that strike, Thug Rose with that strike that, that landed on, on Ioana, knocked her out, knocked her down, and finished the fight, and it was over in the first round. Incredible. And again, something about Rose Namus and MSG, it's just special. The crowd loves her. But Ioana suffered a setback. That was her first loss uh, to, to defend the title. And it just, you know, it was so weird because Ioana, not saying that she never yapped. She's always a yapper. She's always a talker. But that was the first time that someone shut her up and took put her out like that. And that was crazy to see. Because Joanna was so dominant up until that point. And Rose, I'm not saying she's not a knockout artist, but that was very special to see her lay her out like that. The first round was incredible. And then they had the rematch, and it was just not as good in Barclays. It was a five-round fight. It went the whole distance. And, again, Rose proved she was the better of the two fighters and was able to basically control that fight, outwork her, outstrike her, and, you know, basically clarified how better she was than than Yuana. Um, but the Yuana and Jacek that showed up versus Wally Zhang in that title fight was that that is the Yuana of old. Now she hasn't been back in two years. That's this that's her last fight is the the Wally Zhang fight. So the fact that she's back it's two years later, what can we see out of her do we see a ring rush situation? I hate the the long layoffs. We've seen that before. We've seen, you know, um, I said was it Santiago Ponzinibbio show up after two years. You know, the first fight back didn't look as good. We've seen a lot of fighters that you know just the ring rust, and I hate to say that, but that's something that is real. So what do we get out of Joanna, who is highly motivated? A trash talker like no one else, or at least likes to be a trash talker or try to be a trash talker. She's going to go in there uber confident, but stepping into that cage, you know, Wally Zhang, she lost the belt to Rose. She, I can't believe she lost the belt to Rose, and then Rose had that stinker of a fight to call her Sparza. That just, that always just throws me off. I can't believe Carlos Sparza is the champion still. That just just going back to that fight of how terrible for five rounds that that fight was. I I don't know if we ever if, did I write, did I talk about that at all? Did I dive into how terrible of a fight that is? Because I mean, I know I'm off base right now, but that was a terrible fight. So yeah, Rose uh, took out Wale and then had that five rounder again versus Wale and was able to uh, you know hold on to the belt, but she. Lost to Carlos Sparza. I mean, how many strikes did she throw? Regardless, Wale's motivated. Joanna's motivated, I think. It's going to be a fun fight. The first fight was ridiculous. Now, listen, Joanna has the height. Well, and she has a little bit of the reach, too. She has both the height and the reach. So, we saw how that works out. We saw that they both... Are gonna, I want, I'm curious to see if they have a different approach. If they're just going to go out there and try to strike the whole time, if they're just going to make this a stand-up fight, or if Yona wants to take this to the ground, or Wale wants to take it to, to the ground. Because that last battle, I'm sure they both went in there not expecting it to be a five-round war the way it was. So I'm curious to see 
if they want to go about this a different way because that takes a toll on you. That does. You know? And they neither of them could finish finish each other at all. And no matter what, I know that, that Joanna looked worse because she had a huge hematoma on her head. But they both looked like terrible. They both looked crap. So I'm curious to see really what Joanna will do and while they will do, will they choose? Will they sit there and, and try to strike again for three straight rounds? I think that I think it's an impossible task to ask. I don't see that. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a finish, but I just don't see it being as entertaining because there's no way you could sit there for another three rounds. It's, it's like a Gaith G and Michael Chandler fight. Like that was just perfect. If you do a rematch again, do you think it's going to go exactly the same way? I, it could, but I mean, they were. You talk about two fights that. Fighters were just trading punches left and right and were you just didn't know what was going to happen at any point in time. It's tough to recreate that. So the expectations are a little bit lower. Um, and I don't even know who I – it's a toss-up. I, I want to say Ioana finds a way to get back into the win column because I think she needs it. Um, but but Wally Zhang is legit, so we, we shall see. Um yeah, I think I'll lean on Yohan on that one. That's where I'm at. I think that seems like a good good call there. And while that's something that's Wally at all because she's amazing. So then you go to the the, the call main event. It's Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos. Now, Santos is 19-1. She's 5'5. She's got a she's got a three about an inch and a half reach. Okay. So uh inch difference in height, a little bit more of a reach. You look at her, she beat Joanne Wood, she beat Roxanne Modafferi, uh, Jillian Robertson, Molly McCann. She lost to Mara Romero Barella. That's her one UFC loss. Well, she beat. Did she beat anybody else? So that's it. Now, I'm not trying to say that Talia Santos is not a good fighter, but, but the level of fighters that she's gone up against, no, they've all... You, Joanne Wood has seen a title fight in her day. But no one is on that level of a Shevchenko. Like that that's the thing. Did she did she fight? No, she didn't even fight. I thought Joanne Wood did. I think that was the eliminator. I don't think she did fight the title fight. I'm wrong on that. Um she was she seemed like she should have. Oh, did she have to cancel the fight? I can't remember what that was now. I think Shevchenko had to cancel the fight, and then she lost to Lauren Murphy, which then led to Lauren Murphy get the title fight. That's what it was. She was scheduled for it. It didn't happen. Okay. Memories is starting to, you know, work again. Regardless, no one is on the level of Valentina Shevchenko. I'm sorry. Not not in this not in this flyweight division. Um, I would love to see Shevchenko go back up band to wait more time and 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 give Amanda Nunes a real run for her money because I think she really could uh could take her there. Will that happen? I'm not sure. But there's a few contenders in this flyweight division. I always talk about Angel Lee. I would love for her to get a title title shot because I think she's she's due. I think she's up there. But I don't expect much out of here because Valentina Shevchenko is so perfect in every way. You know, it's not, and it's not just, you know, every strike is is demoralizing. 
But she's fast. She's strong. She's precise. And it's I've never seen an opponent, even with Amanda Nunes when she beat her, she didn't do anything to really cause concern for Shevchenko. Like, Shevchenko's never been in that moment of a fight where, like, you talk about Colby Covington, right? Colby Covington leading up to the uh, Kamara Usman fight, right? He lost one round up until that point. And it's crazy to say, but he lost one round. And it was a, it was, he said he was injured. He got choked out. Um, and that was about it. If it was a choked out or knocked out, whatever it was, he got, he lost in the first round of the fight. Besides that, like you look through all the other fights, he never really lost a round at all. And that's kind of like the status of, of Valentin Shevchenko. Now, listen, Kamaru Usman put a, a you know, work in on Kobe Covington. And even that Masvidal fight, look, look what happens. Like he's a different level fighter versus other people besides Kamaru Usman. They just, they, those two match up very well together because they take out the, they, they take out the ground game. Valentina Shevchenko has not seen an equal yet. The only equal that she's seen, I guess, is Amanda Nunes. And they've, they were on a level of respect for each other where Amanda Nunes did not engage and not try to take her out like a normal opponent. Did not try to outstrike her. Knows that Valentina Shevchenko is, is scary and wasn't engaging in that, in that war. You know, she knew she knows how good Shevchenko was. So she won on merit and I guess out striking, but it wasn't like like she did much damage. And that's what I meant to say. Not out striking, but she didn't do enough damage to really feel like she won the fight. She just maybe had a little bit more of an outpointing. But that's it. And that's what I'm saying. Shevchenko, besides that, never has really lost a fight. So I don't think this is gonna be close. I hate that because I if it's a title fight, I I if you're that just shows how how good Valentina Shevchenko is, is because when she goes up against these opponents, they look basic. But that's a credit to Shevchenko, not a knock on their opponents. Um. Anyway, I'd like to see what's going on. Um. In the future, Tyler Santos. I hope she can find a way to at least make it look good. But I don't see it. And I and after that, what's next for the flyweight? I mean, there's really no one else that um there's a couple fighters, but still not not enough to really drive that division. It's still very top heavy. It's her and basically everyone else. And then you got the main event, Glover Teixeira versus Yari Prashaka, which is gonna be very interesting and fun. I love Glover Teixeira. What he did versus Blahovitz was amazing. You know, at his age, to win a title is incredible. Yuri Prashaka is a different character, though, man. He really is. Um, he's very electric, and I just think that he's going to... What he did to Dom Reyes, uh, what he's done in the past to other fighters, I just think he's at a different level than Glover Teixeira um, as far as charisma, energy. Teixeira is that old, savvy vet. Who and I don't say old as like in a you know uh, to diminish anything at all, but he's a veteran. He's a smarter fighter. He can he understands what to do when he takes punishment. He understands how to put his opponents in positions to win a fight. But Yuri is just 
an oddball. He's unorthodox. He's an oddball type of fighter. He's he's his movements are very unexpected. He throws you off with how he is the presentation is. He's always moving, and I think that's going to be a lot for Glover to share it to handle. Now this fight, I think, is going to stay standing for the most part. Or at least that's where Yuri wants the fight to be is standing. Teixeira, he's got knockout power. He's he's got he's got some striking skills, but I think it's just going to be too much, too confusing for Glover. Now, if Glover can get him on the ground, I, then you, you, we have a different story there. It's just it's going to be tougher for Glover to find that ability to get Yuri on the ground, and that's 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 where it's going to be. Those are the levels. Yuri standing compared to Glover on the ground. That's that's where the fight's going to be. If the fight's standing, I feel Yuri's got the edge. If it's on the ground. Glover can remain a champion. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, thank you for listening. I'll be back next week with more. Uh, July, I think, is going to pick up a little bit more with the guests and all this other stuff. I get a lot of opportunities for guests. I just don't have the time right now, which is crazy. Uh, if you guys see, I got the Monday through Friday with the Tiki and Tierney. I got my hosting shifts. I got a new podcast with, with Evan Roberts, the Rico Bronya podcast. Got baseball with the kids. It's been a little crazy, a little bit a little hectic. And July is going to be a good month, especially for the Long Islanders with UBS Arena, uh, the UFC going there. All right, thank you for listening. I appreciate it as always following, and I will see you guys next week on The Fight Fan with Pete Hoffman. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ucla speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.